0: so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the May 2022 Alignment Report. Let's talk about what is aligned, what wasn't aligned, and the most meaningful actions in May. In alignment news, my own screen time stayed low and I spent less and less time on my phone. The cool part about this is that I didn't even feel that I had to try that hard, which means this habit is starting to feel more natural. Five months in, it is starting to just seem a little bit easier and a little bit more like an ingrained habit and not something that I have to try so hard for. Nothing much held my attention on my phone this month, which was actually a really good thing because I spent way less time on it leaving space for other things. A few new magical connections and referrals came my way this month, and I feel like that might lead to some new projects in the works. In particular, I had a conversation about a partnership with another holistic service provider that I'm very excited about. I haven't had an opportunity like that come my way before. So I'm very excited about potentials there that felt very aligned. I also this month delivered a VIP weekend to my client who is a certified life coach. She is Enneagram inspired and meditation focused. That's wording that came out of our work together, by the way. This was an in-person VIP day, and so instead of having 12 hours on Zoom over three days, we got to meet up over coffee and tea instead in the same room. I have to say, it was very exciting to be able to see breakthroughs happen across the table instead of through the screen. Even the crying moments of realization, recognition of feelings seen, having those happen in person was just so powerful. Bringing work off the screen and into real life is turning out to be a very big theme for me lately and so I loved that this opportunity came up to be able to be in the same city at the same time. Some of the biggest breakthroughs in this VIP session with my client were around messaging. We worked a lot on her brand tone and we actually inspired ourselves from her existing book and her existing blog to be able to determine her voice and then we did a lot of things based on that. So we renamed her signature program to match that tone. And I'll also talk a little bit more about what, what else we wrote after. We did foundational work. So we worked on mission, vision, values, brand superpowers. We got her feeling really clear, really confident on those. And that set the tone for the rest of our work together throughout the three days. How the VIP weekend works is that the last block of time is dedicated to questions, answers, and implementation because I don't like people to finish three days where they feel like they have this extremely long to-do list. So that's one of my solutions to that. One of my favorite things about my client was that she came super prepared for that last block of time. And we went through 12 questions very quickly and made 12 decisions on those. And then we also, and this is where the messaging and the tone comes in, we updated website copy on several of her pages. We rewrote her official bio. We rewrote the newsletter sign up section. We edited copy on. On her offer page, on her services page, we rewrote her Facebook bio just a lot. I'm always surprised. Well, no, I'm not surprised at how much work we get done, but maybe a better word is fulfilled. I'm always so fulfilled because it's so gratifying to help clients move so fast in so little time. The best analogy is like, and I'll pull this right from my trip, it's like walking through the airport and feeling like you just cannot drag your suitcase one step further. And then you come up on one of those walking escalator things. What are those called? Um, Anyways, you know what I mean? They're flat and they're just taking you faster from one point to the next. So you step onto them, you keep walking, and you feel superhuman, like you could walk pulling your suitcase behind you for days. It feels so effortless. That is what a VIP weekend feels like. We literally get further in the same amount of time because of our collaboration, because of our ideation, because of our energy. I guess in this analogy, I'm the flat escalator or whatever it's called. My client was able to finally come to decisions that she had been grappling with for years. And when we decided, she was like, can it really be that easy? I'm like, "Uh huh, yep, it uh, definitely can, (laughs) which is very liberating. So if you want to feel less suitcase dragging and more walking with ease throughout your business, consider booking a VIP weekend with me. I have space for four more this year. It would be my honor to support you. And remember, they can be virtual or they can be in person. They can be on a weekend or they can be midweek. I can be flexible with my schedule. And remember that they are totally adaptable to you and exactly to what you need. How that works is that we can spend longer on certain aspects and we can skip others that don't apply. So we can make this hyper-specialized to you. If you're interested, send me an email at hello at clearquartzcreative.co or a DM on Instagram at clearcourtscreative, and we can talk about it. Another aligned piece this month for me was I attended the Wild Conference in Calgary, my first conference in over two years. The only thing that wasn't aligned about this was that it was like the one beautiful sunny and warm day from the whole week that I was there. And we were inside a dark, chilly conference room all day long. But I recognize that this is a very me thing to complain about, and everything else about the day was amazing. The conference was set up to be mostly speaker based, and so it was like one speaker after another. I want to shout out a few of the speakers who were most inspiring, and you'll find links to their websites in the show notes. So, Jess Jansen. Selena Gray, Dr. Jody Carrington, and Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes, that Elizabeth Gilbert were my top four favorite speakers of the day. The day was a whirlwind, but it was very, very motivating, and I needed that uh, in May uh, after I finally overcame the disappointment from not getting to do my retreat, um, the disappointment from COVID uh, and canceling things. This came at the perfect time for me and was very, very inspiring. While I was in Calgary, I also met up in real life with an Instagram friend and I made it out to my favorite Calgary yoga studio while I was there. Because I was still recovering from after effects of COVID, most of what I had planned in Calgary also fell flat. I talked about that in the last alignment report. And so instead of pre-planning and like packing a lot of things in like I normally would, I waited for my energy to be a yes before planning anything, meaning I signed up for that yoga class last minute and I just made it there on time after a 90 minute transit journey. What? And I messaged my friend the night of the third and last day with my VIP client to suggest meeting up for dinner that exact same night. And she didn't even know I was in town. So that was a funny DM exchange. (laughs) I also spent an afternoon with my friend and her one-year-old baby when I was on a break from the conference, which was super last minute, but super fun. If you are one of my many Calgary clients, there are a lot of you, and friends and I didn't reach out to you while I was there. I'm really sorry. I wanted to do more but I just wasn't feeling up to it yet. I've put all this in the alignment category because just to show like some personal life alignment too of I had to work within my energy and my energy was depleted at the beginning of May. It was low and so I felt aligned because I was able to honor that energy and work around it and still do things that I wanted to do. I also, in Alignment News, said intentions around my new offering, and I started creating content around it. If you're on my email newsletter, you've read a few things already. If you've listened to some recent podcast episodes, you know a few details. And if you're on both, you know the complete picture of what I've shared publicly so far. It feels really good to be working on this behind the scenes. Honestly, most of what happened in May was more decision-making than action-taking, more intention setting than go-getting. P.S. Have you noticed that sometimes I speak in sales page lingo? It is a side effect of always either reading or writing copy. I just want to acknowledge I know that it is significantly quirky and I thank you for listening to me anyways. The first half of this month, I was describing what I do in business one way. So I was introducing myself one way. I had a moment while networking at the conference in Calgary where I felt like I introduced myself in a certain way for the last time. Right in the moment, I texted one of my biz besties and I said, okay, this is out. This title is out. And this new title, this this title is in. In that moment, I felt really ready for a shift in my identity as a business owner. So for the rest of the month, I practiced acting as if. And that means that I showed up to all the networking I did, whether it was virtual or in real life. And for the rest of the month, I had the energy of what I'm heading towards next. So I started talking differently about what I do. I started introducing myself in new ways. I practiced pitching my new thing and I got more confident with explaining what it is and who it's for. I let go of some of the old and I embodied some of the new and it felt exciting. It felt really good. I'm very pumped to share more with you about that as we go into June, but for now we are switching into the not aligned list for May. Womp womp. In the headline category, I had a sales call with a potential client who I could tell in like the first 15 seconds was not a good fit because of timing. I think I've talked before on the show about how important client readiness is to me. I don't believe in selling a full website project to someone who is in the beginning of their idea stage. So when I sense on a sales call that the person is too early in their own process for web work, they're just not there yet. I'm honest about it. Knowing that this project was not going to be aligned for me, I told the potential client on the call that a full website wasn't going to work right now. And I gave him another option for booking an action call if he wanted some strategic help along the way. Just to give you an example of this was not aligned and this is how I responded to it in the moment. Uh, So this is something that I said no to in my business because I knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit. The next thing I want to talk about in the not aligned category is emotional for me. I'm a member of a group that brings together women in entrepreneurship, startups, business. I'm in a few groups, actually. But in this one, members sometimes offer free sessions to other members. I had a call booked with someone from the group midway through the month of May. And this person is a lawyer and she had offered free consult calls to members of the group. And we were going to look over my contracts. Although I booked the call back in February, it was totally on my radar. It was in my calendar. I had the link. I had gotten the reminder email. The morning of the call, I even saw it on my calendar. And then I completely forgot about it. I worked in a coffee shop that morning and I messaged my friend about going for a walk and then she wasn't available so I drove home and I was about to go for a walk with Jeff and while I was waiting for him to put on his shoes I checked my email and I saw a message from the person that I was supposed to have the meeting with and I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. I felt so bad so fast. I typed out like an instant but sincere apology for disrespecting her time. And for about 10 seconds, I considered not even telling Jeff because I felt really awful about what happened. And I'm human. I did not want someone I love to see me that way. I did not want to admit the mistake that I made. A few minutes into our walk, I knew I just couldn't let it go. And I asked him if I could confess something. Now, even that language tells you, tells me that I was in shame. I told him how embarrassed I felt. I told him how disappointed I was in myself. And he listened and I kept telling him, like, I have no excuse. This was the only thing on my calendar that day. I knew about it ahead of time. I read the reminder email. I even wrote about it. Remember, I I told you about the desired outcomes that I write sometimes in my journal. So I'd even written in my journal that I would have a positive call with her and that I was grateful for her support. Uh, It's been really fun flipping back in my notebook and seeing that all the time since then, by the by. I felt like I let her down. I felt like I let myself down. It felt like some kind of pivot point. While I was on this walk, I stopped and just totally cried because I realized that this kind of behavior for me, if I'm being truly honest with myself, it's been mounting for a while. I'm increasingly distracted. I've lost focus, I've missed calls, I've missed meetings, I've been less good with my word than I used to be. I'm not acting in integrity. And for me, that, that's the thing that hurts me the most. When I recognize that I'm living outside my values, I feel terrible. And the feedback that I get from my body and my emotions is very, very strong. I had to sit in the muck, like they talk about in mindfulness training, or like be in the rumble, like Brene Brown would say, and I still am. It's been weeks, and as I'm recording this, I still feel the pang of shame when I talk about the mistake that I made that day. You might be thinking like you're being too hard on yourself. You missed one meeting. It's one mistake. Relax. But I couldn't make excuses like that for myself because it's not like there was a time conflict that came up or like I was running late from another call or running late because of traffic. I just forgot about the meeting and I forgot because I'm more absent-minded. I've become less good at prioritizing what's really important. And so if I'm going to know, like, and trust myself... I can't just glaze over this and call it a one-off and make excuses for myself. I can't let this kind of thing just go unchecked. I have to recognize it as a moment of misalignment. And that's why it's in this category. And that's why I'm talking about it. Because it's not like in entrepreneurship, you and I have a boss that will call us into their office to go over what went wrong and we have some kind of talking to. In this world of solopreneurship that you and I are in, there is no one to keep us accountable except ourselves. And I know for me, if I fail to do that, my no like, trust in myself takes a huge hit. So for me, this experience, this felt like rock bottom for me in terms of my ability to make good decisions. And I learned from this experience that I am not happy with a lot of my choices right now, which sucks. <laughs> and that means that I'm holding myself accountable and I'm making some changes. So I want to talk to you about how I responded To this, part of my response was writing a public post in the community that I'm in. I apologized to not only the business owner, but to the group. And I owned up to my behavior. I talked about how I knew I wasn't living up to the group's values. And I typed that I was recommitting to the group. I felt super nervous when I hovered over the post button because, hey, there are some powerful women in that group who are really big time. And here I am posting about my screw up. But I did it because it felt aligned and I followed that feeling. And part of my response to the event also is sharing it here. And I don't love sharing the tough bits about myself, but I do because it's part of holding myself accountable and it's hopefully a way to show you that I am walking the walk right alongside you and I'm trying to be a good example for being intentional in business. I'm going to let that lead us into the third and final section, right into most meaningful actions. I recorded two podcasts this month, one on the Feminine Unleashed podcast with Jainan and one on the Soul Urge podcast with Jennifer. Each episode was very different from the other. Uh, I don't know exactly when they launch, but when they do, I will share that. When they come out and I have links to share, they'll be in a show notes somewhere. I also got back into sending my email newsletter consistently. That's been fun. It's been fun to start filming the gifts again and fun to communicate and just be in community with you, with my audience. I'm also working with a web design client, uh, the one in the wedding industry that I talked about. So we kicked off our project together in May. Our first focus, what was most important to her, was linking the appointment scheduling to her new website. And that's so that she can start sending that link to her customers for them to book fitting appointments. Now, having this automated is going to make it so much easier for her and her staff so that they don't need to get on the phone as much with each person who needs a fitting. The booking form is going to have questions on it. So we set those up for her clients to fill out so that her staff has details about the client and then they can use those details to elevate the client's experience when they're actually in the shop, which I love. I love when tech can make an in real life experience even better for my client's clients. And now at the time that I'm recording this, right now we're working on incorporating a new color theme that I've created specifically to match my client's business. And we're building a section of the website that improves on the idea of a gallery. I have a bit of a love-hate with galleries. Scrolling through a long page of images is nice, but knowing what's in those images and what you're actually supposed to do next after viewing each image is a lot better. The main goal for this project is for website visitors to be able to book an appointment. And so having called to actions to do that throughout is what's going to make the difference between a site that looks pretty and a site that boosts business. And we want to be in, well, both categories, but especially in that boost business category. Next in meaningful actions. On the weeks when we have the kids, so every second week, I feel like my productivity dips down to scary low levels uh, because I am more tired and I have more picking up and tidying and dishes and cooking to do. And so I'm trying to do a few things to improve that, to improve my productivity and focus. One is that I've created a schedule for myself that plots out a cycle that lasts about a month two weeks of kid time. There's a week one and a week two. Each of those days, and it's just work days, so it's just Monday to Friday, they lay out a particular task and they combine it with I don't know why I'm saying they. I did this. (laughs) So each one of those days lays out a particular task for me and a particular coffee shop or community space. So for example, Sweet Impressions Coffee Shop, email newsletter, Little Sister Coffee, online community catch up, Tom Bargain podcast outlining. And the idea is to head out every morning around the time school starts And get in two hours of focused work on whatever the task is that is associated with the place. And then at least I have that amount of time already locked in. I already feel like I've accomplished something. And this works in my schedule mostly because I don't tend to schedule anything before noon. Any other calls or meetings that I have happen are typically after that block of time. So I'm hoping that this dedicated work time improves my focus. And I'm also hoping that by combining a location with a specific task, as in I'm always doing the same thing at the same place, I'm hoping I'm going to create mental associations between those two things, which will make it easier for me over time to drop down into that activity when I'm at the location and actually do the deep work that winds up being the most meaningful. Very Pavlovian, where I'm linking up the sprinkle latte with my active campaign account or whatever instead of the food with the bell. And a few weeks into this, it's working well. I can see that I'm going to have to do some location updates, some task updates. Just it's not fun driving half an hour to go to a coffee shop, so I need to probably find some places that are closer to home. I am hoping to do a little bit more experimenting with that and doing that so that I can create a schedule that I actually can stick with probably just in time for summer vacation to get here and throw a wrench into everything, probably. But that's something that I'm working on right now. And the other thing that was a meaningful action in response to feeling like I'm not getting a lot done on Kid Weeks is that I've joined Cave Day. One of the co-founders is in a membership that I'm in, and so I tried a three-hour cave session. If you've heard about Cave Day, you know, but if you haven't, you know that the theme here is also around deep work. So it's a community uh, where you can sign up for sprints and they have rules against distractions, and they have rituals for accountability. So you join the call at the certain time, and in a group of people, you can work on any task that you set out. In a fun little piece of alignment, I'm actually recording this, while I'm in a cave day sprint. And so while I'm recording this podcast, I can see a little grid of 20 people from all over the world who are also putting in their deep work time. I'm enjoying trying that out. It's a very big boost to my productivity for now, especially because it's new, but I'm excited to see how that how that keeps working for me. I'm going to put a non-affiliate link to cave day in the notes if you're curious about that, if you want to have a look. And that is it for my monthly recap of May. As always, this is your cue to do your own monthly recap of May. Don't just listen to mine. (laughs) What went well for you? That's what's aligned. What didn't go so well? What wasn't aligned? And which of your actions felt most meaningful for you? I am waiting to hear in any of my inboxes at least one of these things from you once you have done your reflecting. Have a great month of June and I'll talk to you then.